And good evening. It's Pints and Politics. Welcome to Pints and Politics, the first edition. Pints and Politics is a weekly discussion program of all things political, coming to you through the facilities of Trent Radio, 92.7 FM in Peterborough, Ontario. My name is Bill Templeman. Uh, Pints and Politics is three things. In addition to this radio show, uh, of course, we're also streamed uh, via Trent Radio website, uh, Go to the MP3 streams link and download that. Uh, we are also a podcast at Pints and Politics, ptbopodcasters.ca. And every Thursday, uh, there is a gathering at the Garnet, Elmer and Hunter, uh, where we discuss politics. More on that later. We have a guest in the studio this evening, and his name is Zach Hatton. He's running for a seat on City Council in Northcrest Ward. Welcome, Zach. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Great. We'll, we'll come back in just a minute to Zach. Uh, a bit more about Pints and Politics. We'll explore political culture, ideas, trends, issues, electoral politics at all three levels, and the practice of politics in traditional and social media, all from a Canadian perspective. While our programs are Peterborough-focused, we'll also tackle provincial, national, international stuff. Uh, we'll discuss articles, news stories, media comments, and the latest buzz, and we'll talk with guests from a wide range of backgrounds and affiliations. Now, while we won't shy away from taking a stand, we'll present a diversity of opinion, and as there are election campaigns on right now, uh, two of them, in fact, Ontario, election day is June 7th, and Peterborough, municipal election day is October 22nd, we're required to be nonpartisan in our coverage of candidates, so we will be inviting all candidates uh, on the show and uh, we'll certainly try to give a balanced uh, view of where they stand. All of which explains the politics part. What about the pints part? Well, uh, pints uh, and politics is also an extremely informal gathering of local pundits at the Garnet Pub on Hunter Street near Aylmer in downtown Peterborough every Thursday at 5 p.m. Uh, the format is entirely unstructured beyond the sharing of names. We talk about what people want to talk about. We post on Twitter, at Bill Temp, and on the Cooperate Peterborough Facebook page. So if you're curious, join us. You don't have to drink beer. Listening skills are helpful, but seldom required, and good ranting skills are essential. All right, enough about the program. So now over to you, Zach. Uh, the election's coming up. You've declared. Why have you decided to run? Yeah, I was fortunate enough to be the first candidate there this morning uh, to file my nomination papers. So we are officially a candidate in the October 22nd election. Uh, so what I bring to the table is a fresh voice. Mm -hmm. I think so many people on council now are set in their ways. Not all of them, but some of them for sure. We're seeing a lot of six to five votes, so I would love to... Uh, get more of a consensus on council. Uh, for more of the policies, I'd love to see people in Peterborough getting more involved in our community, getting outdoors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, parks and recreation are going to be a big part. Uh, obviously, transportation, living in Northcrest, right. uh, with traffic calming policies. Um, but mainly what I bring to the race is a good, fresh voice and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, background of delivered communication. So it's not just about knocking on doors until October 22nd, but after elected, it's about knocking on doors and seeing what your constituents want in the ward of Northcrest. And how would you handle the whole issue of, uh, well, people uh, will use the left-right spectrum even though it's 
in many ways doesn't fit anymore. How would you handle that placement question? Are you a liberal? Are you conservative? Are you a reformer? How does that play out for you? For me, I'm I'm progressive, um, so I am left leaning. But uh, as a whole, on city council, we are running as we're all independents. We're mm -hmm. all running mm -hmm. for the people in our ward, mm -hmm. and yes myself i am progressive but i will be talking to everybody in the ward of northcrest to right. see what issues they care about and are passionate about and i will bring their voice to council right and what would you like to focus on during your campaign like what what is top of mind in terms of uh, things you really want to see happen or at least see discussed aired yeah i think uh but um getting people more involved in the political process um, getting more last election uh, in Northcrest, 50.1% of the voting population turned out. I would love throughout this campaign to get more people voting, whether that's students, whether that's new families, however that may be. I think right. uh, throughout the campaign, we will be focusing on getting more people turned out to the polls. Um, and after elected, we're talking about the parks agenda uh, one plan for me right off the bat is between Milroy and Fisher Park mm -hmm, on mm -hmm, Milroy. Mm -hmm. There's the big stretch of land that my dream is to see a playground. So more younger kids, when they're going to watch their brother or sister's baseball or soccer game, can go and play in a park that's within viewing range of the parents. Uh, so that's just one small area that I'm focusing on in our campaign. Right. Now, the official plan review is underway, as you know, and uh, urban planning, uh, it's not a front-burner issue, and yet it's so important. Uh, what is your vision for Northcrest and indeed for Peterborough over the next four years? How would you like to see the plan evolve in terms of um, emphasis, development, uh, intensity? On urban development? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're... Uh, definitely growing. Uh, there's no question that over the next four years, ten years, our city is going to grow insurmountably. So we do have to have plans in place to accommodate, not only house them, but also um, get them out and doing things with the Parks and Rec agenda. But definitely urban development is something that Peterborough has to start taking a look at with the 407 coming and uh, we are going to grow as a community so it's time to start thinking about urban development. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about the, uh, the intensity guidelines that Ontario has, has put out for, for all smaller cities that we have to uh, start growing more in our cores and not continue to spread? How does that, how do you think that one will play out? in terms of discussion during the campaign? Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know absolutely everything oh. about... Oh, it's huge. <laughs> it's hugely complex. It, it's hugely complex, but uh, definitely uh, revitalization in our city's core is, mm -hmm. a, uh, is something that we should look at. But we do, as a community, have to expand because we, we are growing by a large, large amount. Uh, by 2026, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I know that they're on peterborough.ca. Um, 
our community is just going to keep growing uh, to, I think it's 130,000. Right. So, right. Um, I mean, Peterborough, as we have it right now, with um, environmental concerns as well, we can't, we can't house everybody uh, as Peterborough as we know it. I think yeah. as a community, we've always branched out a little bit. So it's uh, planning for the future right. with also thinking about all the other factors like environmentalism, right. uh, like the downtown core. Um, right. So now, one of the urban planning ideas that's that's getting more airtime these days is the whole notion of complete streets, complete neighborhoods, so that people are not always car bound, but they can in fact walk, bike to get you know most of the commodities they need for their lives. How do you think that'll p play out in Northcrest? Because there's that that well developed strip along Shimong, and yet. Once you get further west or further north, um, while it's not a food desert, <laughs> you can you can have to you have to drive to get quite a bit. How do you think that one will play out? Right, and the biggest thing that I've been hearing from uh, the constituents that I've talked to in uh, Northcrest is that Northcrest is a special ward in the sense that Ashburnham has East City, um, town has downtown, but Northcrest. It seems to a lot of people that have moved there as um, Peterborough, but not Peterborough. They they feel like they need something to call themselves Northcrest. Yeah. So definitely uh, looking at how we improve that is going to be top of mind on the campaign. Um, how we talk about walking places. Like um, today was the start of green up switching gears campaigns. So I actually walked from my house in Northcrest to file my papers bright and early this morning. Um, so can can people walk bike places for sure, but it's not as convenient. So we have to start thinking yeah. about convenience for people right. because if it's more convenient for them to take a car, they're obviously going to take the car. Yeah. Exactly. So um, looking at ways to make it more convenient to be able to walk places within Northcrest uh, is definitely going to be top of mind. In 14, in the Moralty race, 36% 36, 36 of uh, Daryl Bennett's supporters voted online, uh, whereas 44% of uh, Maria Monsef's uh, supporters voted online. How would you encourage people to, uh, to vote online? A and I guess, first off, is it a trend we need to encourage? What are the issues here? I think online voting is a great, a great way for people to uh, to vote, um, because uh, especially for people like the students and the younger uh, generation that might not have the time in their day through classes or work mm -hmm. or whatever to get to the polls. I happen to know people that go to Florida at the start of October, and they think that it's amazing because they can still vote wherever they are in the world mm -hmm. um, in the municipal election. They don't actually have to be there on voting day. So I think online voting encourages itself. I think that it's a time saver. And I understand the fact that some people enjoy going to the ballot box. Mm -hmm. um, I myself instead uh, school elections very much enjoyed going to the ballot box, and that's how I will be voting. But I can see that mm. 
it's a huge convenience for people. And as I've talked about a little bit earlier was uh, the convenience You're right. for, for right. the people of Peterborough. So I think online voting is a great tool that the city of Peterborough has started to utilize. We've seen in Selwyn when they do the mail-in votes. So right. uh, I think it's always important to have a secondary way to vote, whatever way that is. And how do you parse out the uh, the um, issue of security, uh, hacking, and so on? I mean, there are a number of people who I, I have heard uh, rant against the online voting because they feel, well, look, anything can be hacked, so can our vote, whereas a paper ballot is a is an object uh, that can be locked, can be stored, and can't be tampered with. How, how do you parse that out? I've had many conversations with the clerk of Peterborough, John mm -hmm. Kennedy, mm -hmm. about that issue. And I think, did you raise that at the candidates meeting? Yeah. 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 Um, so there, there is a process to being able to online vote. Um, now, nothing's perfect, but I think that being able to scrutineer, and I will advocate for being able to scrutineer in an online vote, mm -hmm. is an important way for campaigns to rest assured that they one vote is one vote right. and the people in Peterborough are actually the people that are allowed to vote. So I've been assured by uh, Mr. Kennedy that uh, online voting hacking will not be an issue in Peterborough. So uh, I'm trusting him and we'll see for scrutineers on the 22nd of October. Yeah, I, uh, certainly uh, all of us have scrutineered before and you can... I can recall standing at the elbow of counters and watching votes, and they would have to show us scrutineer for each party, the rejected ballots, and uh, the mind boggles when you think of how does this happen digitally. Right, you know? right. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. Okay, um, another one I wanted to tackle with you, uh, because uh, you certainly are, are far more active on social media than some candidates are. How important will social media be in your campaign? Uh, social media is definitely a huge part of my campaign, and I think it should be a part of everybody's campaign. People that I've talked to assume that social media is just for the students, but uh, right. it's definitely not. It's a way to get news now uh, and reach more people faster. So um, being able to Facebook and uh, tweet uh, everything that I'm doing has definitely led to more of a following, and more people know what I'm doing within the city of Peterborough. So I I think that it's a great tool to get your message out and to get more people in the know about uh, politics. And I definitely see social media as part of the reason that I feel like our youth has more political knowledge than some of the generations before us. They definitely know that the issues that they're very passionate about, uh, a lot of people uh, that are youth that I that I have talked to are very concerned about the environment, about right. uh, the parkway, um, and various things that go along with environmental stewardship, uh, preserving our planet for our generation, our children's generation, and our grandchildren's generation. So I think that social media has been a great tool. To, to increase participation. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, students do have a right to vote. Uh, in the municipal election especially, it's unique that they get to vote in the town that they're studying and their hometown. So if they're coming from 
Toronto or London or wherever across the world, they can vote both in our election and in their hometown election. So getting them to realize that, because a lot of students will go home to vote and not know that they can vote in both places. So it's about youth engagement. Uh, a thing that I can say about the youth is that they, they're they not going to come to you. You have to go to them. Mm. So going to them and um, engaging with them on social media, going to campus, right. things like that are definitely um, ways that we can engage youth more in the democratic process. Uh, I have heard candidates, I uh, had the experience myself last election, of uh, going up to Trent and... Um, People would come by, look at the look at the uh, election materials. Uh, there were a few talks. Students listened, a few of them. But the the sense was that this is someone else's election. This isn't mine. And granted, students are from all over Ontario, all over Canada, all over the world. You know, what's their what's their avenue into Peterborough politics? Yeah, they're um, definitely they're coming in late into the campaign, like. As I say, I filed my nomination papers today, so campaign's on. Uh, we won't get to see some of the students until September. So they don't, especially coming in as first year, they don't see Peterborough quite as their home yet. Right. So it's definitely about making them feel like they do have a place here, that they do have a voice. Um, and going, going to Trent... Uh, and engaging students, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I think you just got to keep trying, keep pushing them to get involved, whether that's on your campaign or not. I think right. student involvement is a great thing, no matter uh, what what party, what candidate they support. Sure, sure. Another thing that, uh, you know, because of your participation in uh, social media, and uh, like all of us, you follow the news closely, um, in any campaign there is usually a bit of mudslinging, or what we call now in the Trump era fake news. Uh, for example, in the last federal election, Maria Monsef was accused of having social services pay for university tuition. I mean, this is a complete canard, as we know, but it floated about for quite some time. How How would you go about handling this sort of trial balloon, these fake uh, stories that are pushed, and what can be done to, to deflate it, to prevent it? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the last part of the question and then come back. Sure. Um, dealing with it, um, as Miriam did in the federal election, you have to fight the fake news. You can't, you can't sit back. You have to disprove it, for sure. Uh, we've seen fake news stories everywhere. Dealing with it is hard because people see things um, online that, and they don't know whether it's true or not. So it's definitely fighting, fighting it, um, but not, not giving the person the satisfaction and knowing that they made you mad, like President Trump might. Fake news is a new commodity, so I don't know if we actually know how to handle it yet. But you know, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a difficult topic. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, well, thanks so much, Zach, for coming in. Uh, really enjoyed your, your responses and wish you well on the campaign.